Hey, movie fans, welcome back to After the Credits, where we break down the latest and greatest movies, including our favorite scenes, quotes, trivia, and even how we think it should have ended. Grab a bowl of popcorn and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to After the Credits. Uh, again, being joined by my good buddy Isaiah to discuss the second installment of our Blade Trilogy. Hello. Yes, thank you for joining us again, Becker. Um, so we. Uh, uh, I appreciate you not using my full name. I like to I, I have say some your middle anonymity. Name if you like, please don't. I could do first, middle, and last. Please, please don't. Okay, that, I won't then. I appreciate it. Uh, just for um, recording purposes, what is your social security number? Whoa, 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 whoa. hold on. Um, <laughs> What's the security code on the back of your car? Six five three niner. Is there a niner in there? You calling in from a walkie-talkie? <clears throat> anyway, so uh, we are back talking about about the second installment of the Blade trilogy, Blade Two. Um, this this was it, so just to give a little bit of a heads up. This is a movie that Isaiah and I do not agree on, content wise. It'll be fun. Yeah, he did not like it, and I'll I'll enjoy and, being the tiebreaker here. Right, and well, and Dylan, <laughs> you didn't like it either, correct? I did like it. Oh, you I did? did. Oh. I did. It's um so for overall Blade trilogy for me. Um, I don't know. It's not a it's not a steady decline. Um, but I do think that overall I like the the gothic, mm-hmm. uh, the Transylvanian vibe to it. Yeah, I will say there are some really really cool scenes uh, with mm-hmm. lighting and everything else in this one that mm-hmm. I really did enjoy. And some like I we'll get into that when we start talking like actual scenes because like. Yeah, there's some really, really cool things that did happen in this movie. I just, mm-hmm. it's it, honestly for story and everything else. That's kind of where it get, gets me a little bit. It just didn't connect with me as much. Right. Yeah, and that's and that's fair. You know, I I, I get that, and I honestly probably will agree with you on a bit of that as well. Um, but uh, yeah, so <clears throat> for this one, um, this movie came out in 2002. So there was a, a well, there's a four, four year, year difference gap. between nine before the first Blade and the second one. Um, as we talked about in the last episode, they weren't a hundred percent sure if they were going to even do a second Blade. So um, and I feel few... like after this one, they weren't sure if they were actually going to do a third, and then we just kind of got it. That's very true as well. So um, there's a few a few very there's a few big differences with this one. So first off, let's get in the tagline of this. So the tagline of Blade Two is. In a world beyond the one we know, the forces of darkness fear one man, Blade. So that was kind of a cool tagline. Blade Better than two, the first one. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Blade, uh, thank you for the Always Sunny in Philadelphia reference. I've been going back through and watching that lately. That show is so good. So good. I um, felt like it was just necessary when you have a two, you just have to go for it. You have to add Electric Boogaloo in there. And it would have been great if we could have done it in uh, a Danny DeVito voice. But I don't know anyone who can do a Danny I DeVito impression. I Danny DeVito, I feel like, struggles doing a Danny DeVito <laughs> I mean, that's fair. So, um, so yeah, that's the tagline we got for for Blade 2. Um, this one was directed by Guillermo del Toro. Um, Which I really like a lot of what he does. Yeah, Pan's uh, Labyrinth. Yeah. Like, he's, I, no, he, he's Hellboy. Yeah, Hellboy. Hellboy. Well, and what's cool about this is Ron Perlman was in this. And yes. Was also, and this is, what, this is what made Guillermo del Toro mm. cast Ron Perlman as was Hellboy. Was it Ron Perlman? Because it, I, I feel like it was a quarter of Ron Perlman in this movie. <laughs> yeah, the face of Ron Perlman, the body. I I don't. I. It was different. He he, he definitely built up jacked. like a son of a bitch. For, yeah. for Hellboy, for sure. For well, sure. I mean, there's also a lot of prosthetics and stuff going on oh, with God. that. But too. even Sons of Anarchy. 
I mean, I don't know. I actually, I tried to watch Sons of Anarchy and I just couldn't do it. So that's a me thing. thing. I just, I don't know. I don't know if if it's uh, movie magic that they're doing. Um, I think with with later stuff, but yeah, I mean, he's always kind of been a tall. Somewhat wiry guy who who yeah. can put on muscle when he wants to, but right? Like he's he never didn't put on knew. much muscle for this. When I mean, I he saw was him in this average I, I was, build guy, but he has the face. Right? Yeah, he's got the chin, and, and that's what that's what made me realize that it was Ron Perlman. He's very yeah. Ron Perlman. Yeah, uh-huh. I, that's what made me realize that it was him. Is I was like, because uh, when I first saw him, I'm like, that's a that's that looks like Ron Perlman. I looked I looked up the the credits. I'm like, yeah, that's and him. it is for sure. That's him. He's just a lot skinnier. Um, so. <clears throat> So yeah, the, Guillermo del Toro, he's the one who who directed it. Um, there was a lot of between him and the screenwriter. Uh, There's a lot of back and forth of Guillermo coming out after the movie saying that he did not like how it turned out, and the screenwriter uh, basically can't imagine why. We'll get into it, okay? But the, the, and then the screenwriter saying that this was you know one of his favorite movies that he's ever done. So we'll we'll get into it a little bit later. But let's let's go through the synopsis a little bit. So uh, Blade forms an uneasy alliance with the Vampire Council in order to combat the Reapers. That's what their name was, the Reapers. The Reapers who are feeding on vampires. So wait, um, this is Mass Effect now. We're fighting Reapers. <laughs> Hold on. Not not quite, but basically. Um. So the we we discussed this in the in the episode the first episode that we did for for Blade was um. There was a whole idea of how Dylan thought it should end um, with him teaming up and not teaming up, but really being the leader of the vampire uh, council and then being able to also, uh, you know, kind of play, I guess, kind of devil's advocate and protect the humans by being a part of the vampire society. Um, This one, they team up. He teams up with them. And has to join them to, not to fight really by vampires. choice, though. No, not by choice. And he even says, like, uh, Whistler and uh, also Norman Reedus. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Whistler and uh, Scud's character, uh, or Norman's character, Scud. Um, they, you know, they ask him like, "Hey, how do you feel about this?" And he's like, "Sounds like a good plan to me." And they're like, "How do you feel about this?" Actually, and he's like, "The first chance they get, they're gonna fuck us over." Yep. Um, which that happens. Spoiler alert! Again, it happens. Um, so, uh, like I said, this was released in um, 2002. Uh, there again, there wasn't really. Many movies around uh, 2002 in March that that was that this was competing with. Dylan, can you look up real quick, see what movies were, came out around March 22nd, 2002, yeah. just to know it, what what movies were. You know in the... what? This being the second time, the second movie, right? And they did the same thing where they didn't really have to like fight against anything else box office wise. It only helps them, dude. Good freaking call at, a, at as far as release schedule, right? Well, like, and spoiler alert: they do the same thing for the third one. Yeah, they they, they 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 release it without very Van Wilder. I see. Uh, yeah. Van Wilder yeah, yeah. was out at the time. But here's the deal: um, you're, if you're going, like, Smoochie, you're going to see Blade or you're going to see Van Wilder, right? Like I don't Ooh, view, I don't view those as competing films because Agreed. right, completely different. Yeah, no, I agree. So Samurai Jack came out. The, the movie came oh, out man. the same time as Blade. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking at it, the Panic Room that was a good movie. Uh, sidebar: If anybody has Samurai Jack uh, on DVD, uh, let me know. I I would like to. Uh, Talk trade. I want those. I'm pretty sure that they have Samurai Jack on HBO Max. Fucking clock stoppers. Yeah, <laughs> clock that stoppers. came out. Yeah, yeah. Just okay, a, so there a was a few movies that weren't. They, they came I, I out, still, but I don't. I, I think. I mean, oh, Resident Evil. Again, right. Resident Evil. Okay. Resident um, Evil. Yeah. Yep. All right. Okay. Resident so, Evil is the one that's a hundred percent in the same vein. Yep. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that's a zombie fighting. Killing the yeah so okay so there were some movies but in my opinion none on the par of of the 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 hype and the the popularity of Blade 
Yeah, honestly. and it had and it had the the previous movie to go off of too. Right. So yeah, right. It had it had a cult yeah, following a behind it for yeah. a second film, whereas everything else was first iteration. So people then, really didn't but know. But granted, it. Resident Evil already had a name for for themselves. True. I mean, so video game series, yes. Yeah. Well, that was the second Resident Evil too, correct? Was it? Or was it was Resident it? Evil? 1? Was that Apocalypse or is that the original? Oh, I'm sorry, I believe it was the original. I apologize. Yeah, that was the first one. Yep. Um, so the, yeah, I, Resident Evil had a cult following along the lines of the video games. That's going to bring them into it. But I don't. I still don't think it was as much as what was brought in from the original Blade movie. So I don't think there was really anything competing with Blade for the first one, other than. Like I said, Resident Evil, but I, I feel like, again, Blade has the more the hand up along the lines of box it, office. Ones, I mean, so. again, right? Like, it had already had a movie mm-hmm. in theaters. People knew about it. Yeah. I think they actually did do a decent amount of um, marketing for the, the second one compared to the first one as they, well. They absolutely did. And, and Dylan, while I'm reading off the budget infima- information, if you yeah. want to look up the budget information for Resident Evil, we can, we can yeah. kind of compare yeah, yeah. the two. So. Uh, so for the box office for the budget, um, it had fifty-four million dollars, which is another fourteen million above what the first one had. So the studio gave another fourteen million to play around with, which honestly, it, the the CGI is where this kind of comes into play, and where we discussed in the first one, they spent a little bit of that extra money on the CGI. Um, and this one, they go a bit harder with the CGI. In Blade there's a full they, CGI fight yeah. between Blade and another like vampire samurai yeah. that that happens. That it's not. Good, but it's it could have been a lot. I've seen a lot worse along the lines of CGI like battles between. Back two to people. what we said in the last episode, right? Today's standards doesn't hold up. Well, two thousand two was when Lord of the Rings came out, and they were doing the full CGI. Uh, well, sorry, that was the first Lord of the Rings, but that was when Lord of the Rings came out. They were doing a lot of CGI there that looked phenomenal. So, it, it, if, if you had the budget and you spent the money right. and time, which, then it was good, right? Yeah. So 2002 wasn't bad for special effects and everything. What so, was the what was the budget? So the for, budget for Blade Two was 54 million. 54. Okay. So Resident Evil budget 33. Okay. So much less. That money actually makes a lot it. of sense because if you yeah. watch that original Resident Evil yes. movie, you can tell yep. there was not a big budget yeah. for it. I mean the the vampire dogs was that prosthetics or was that CGI? Uh, that actually they the dogs don't show up until the second Resident Evil movie. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay, yeah, that, that, that would make sense. I thought you were talking about the vampire dogs. <laughs> yeah, well, there's vampire dogs, and there's zombie dogs in Resident Evil, and vampire dogs in Blade 2. God damn, I'm drawing some lines here yep. that I didn't realize uh-huh. before. So, yeah. so, uh, so the budget for uh, for Blade, like I said, $54 million. Gross for U.S. and Canada was $82,348,319. So it made money, again, uh, in, in, in U.S. and Canada. Do you know? Uh, do you happen to know what Resident Evil did? Along the lines of how much money was made in U.S. and Canada? Um, grossed 100, uh, $102 million worldwide. God damn. So they blew... That was worldwide, too. Oh, that was worldwide. Okay, yeah. so I'm sorry. Did, did, you, did you see what they did U.S.? No. Okay. So uh, so gross U.S. for Blade was the $82 million. Uh, gross worldwide for Blade was $155 million, $10,032. Those so numbers are actually pretty so comparable considering that Blade, is a, Blade 2 is a sequel. Mm-hmm. Resident right. Evil was the start of the franchise. Yeah. Like That's actually pretty comparable. Right. And to your point, just the video game side of things for Resident Evil had been mm-hmm. popping for years for yeah. before time. that yeah. movie got made. Yeah, mm-hmm. For a long time. So... So yeah, I mean they did they did similar. Blade did better, and I, again I think it's because it's a sequel and it already had a name built for itself. Cinema. Well, they had so, Wesley Snipes. And they Wesley had, they, Snipes. They had Wesley Snipes and, and Ron Perlman. Um, Fun so, fact, by the way, uh, if you want to see Wesley Snipes out of like your normal Wesley Snipes character, go check out Tu Wong Fu. Nice. Him and Patrick Swayze. Oh are, my god. <laughs> are cross dressers? Oh my goodness. It's 
fantastic. It doesn't sound fantastic. It is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to check it out now, god damn it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a that's an interesting... Sh- I didn't even know that movie, movie existed. Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes. That's hot. Cross-dressing. Uh, cross-dressing. <laughs> so, for the cast, since we're talking about different actors, for the cast here, we got Wesley Snipes as Blade, obviously. Chris Christopherson... Uh, shows up again as Whistler. Uh, we got Ron Perlman as Reinhardt. He's kind of a badass. Uh, and anti like uh, the the opposite. He's an Blade. asshole. He's an asshole throughout the entire thing. Leonard Varela as Nisa. Nisa. How do you pronounce her name? Nissa. Nissa? I, I think yeah, because sure. I don't think you go long I. I think you just keep it short. Agreed. Yeah. So then and then we got Norman Reedus as Scud, which this is kind of Isaiah doesn't like it, but I, I this was a cool role for Norman Look, Reedus. I and, like Norman Reedus. This is not my favorite thing that I've seen him play. Fair, that's fair. Um, so yeah, he he was uh, he was in that as Scud. We've got Thomas uh, Kretschmann, I think is how you pronounce his name, but he was Damascus uh, Damascus. He was the main bad guy. He was the, yeah. the the son of the the old the old man vampire. You know, you'd think yeah. we would know how to pronounce all these names after watching the films, but hey, here nope. we are. <laughs> yep, not at all. So, um, and then we've got uh, Luke Gross as Nomak, which Nomak was actually the he's the young Reaper, um, and then the Damascus was the old man, his father. Yes, that's who you got for your cast here. Um, so I guess I mean, what do you so what do you got for your for your favorite scene in the movie? I mean, do do you want to give us a rundown of the synopsis? I'm I'm pretty sure you're gonna have the idea of the synopsis better. Or not synopsis, I'm sorry, the, like the, the plot. I mean, okay, so basically you come out and you've, you've got the Reapers that they find out. The reason why the vampires and Blade end up teaming up is because these Reapers have come out, which are a hybrid version of vampires, and they're almost yeah. impervious to the normal techniques that you would use to kill vampires. Mm-hmm. About the only one that I mean, actually works like... is sunlight. Yeah. That's the only way is you can only kill them with UV. Um, There is, well, there is an additional way, but their heart and everything else is so encased in bone and just Mm -hmm. strengthened impenetrable bone. But with all of these mutations, everything else, what they lack in a lot of ways is the ability to metabolize what they're feeding on. They, mm-hmm. they, their metabolism so much quicker than even a regular vampire, which that's the whole reason vampires right. feed on blood is because right. their metabolism, they're just like blowing through like hemoglobin and all that fun stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. These guys take that to like a hundred times what a normal vampire runs through that's on a insane. daily basis. So they're just carnivorous, always thirsty, quick, agile, strong. Mm-hmm. Like, And the cool thing about these Reapers too that that is new to this movie and that is new to just the vampire genre, is they've got this unhinging, separating bottom jaw that opens they, up to they two fangs. a predator. It is, yeah, 100%. With, 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 like, a vampire and then a snake on top of it. It's if you can nuts. think of Predator, yeah. how they open their mouth in four different ways to... to to show all the crazy teeth and insides of their mouth. That's how it is with these Reapers, except it's just the bottom jaw that opens up and has fangs that, that, that basically paralyze its victim so it can feed. It's, right, that's it's the other awesome. thing. They've it's got, badass. They've got, they've got venom. Yeah, dude, like, it's so cool. They're, they're gnarly. And essentially, if you think about it, vampires have venom too because that's what changes them into changes their victims into vampires if they don't So you guys both, you guys them. like the, the, the bottom jaw? I did. I loved it. I, I absolutely I don't it. hate it. I don't like I mean, it. I mean, here's the thing, Dude, is I understand like what this movie was going for, and I understand that they needed to change it up from just Blade running around killing vampires, especially after the first one, right? Yeah, yeah. I get it. 
don't need a you don't need a opening bottom jaw for that. So so this starts my problems with this mm-hmm. movie is that they went into such a sci-fi weird space with it overall, especially as the storyline progresses, and then you figure out that old man was the mm-hmm. one who created and was genetically experimenting on his children. Right. Yeah. To try Which, to make vampires into essentially daywalkers, but he screwed up and just made them ravenous, right, crazy He's, things. Yeah. Which I get. You don't need a CGI bottom jaw to do that. Right. I, I mean, 100%. I, I think it helps. I think you could have gone the route that they <laughs> yeah. did in Blade 1 with uh, Karen's old workmate who turned into like a zombie in the pit. I think you could have just built off of that concept. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, but the, the whole the whole idea of the zombie in the, the pit was basically it's a, de- a decaying corpse that just won't die. So, I, and I, I mean, I, I, to a I certain don't, extent, I that's what these are as well. But if they don't feed, they die. But like, basi- that's the difference. But they're basically like human bot, like human armor, like humans with, or sorry, vampires with literally, that are literally encased in, in bone armor. Like, mm-hmm. the, I, I well, feel like. Okay, not encased so, in bone armor. The bone is still underneath the skin, right. it, but it covers all of their vital organs. So, I don't disagree yeah. with you. I just want to know how, how you thought it could have been done with them. I mean, I honestly don't have me- like I don't have many different options other than back to mm-hmm. what I said is build Just off the, build good... off the zombie yeah. concept okay. from the first one instead of genetically engineering okay. yeah. these. Yeah, like, that's fair. Because again, that's my that's my first thing is we went from Blade One, which we all agree had a lot of horror elements, was mm-hmm. a thriller right. and a slasher, to all of a sudden this action sci-fi yep. type mm-hmm. thing. There were still which a lot of why, pretty we, hor- a lot of horror aspect to this film. They, it had its moments, but not near as many as the first one, and not as well built up as the first one. I don't know, man. Like the the entire the entire scene when they're in like the sewer the sewers and they're they they they've got Whistler looking through the through the the heat sensing uh, goggle and everything to see him, and like you see him like crawling along the walls and the ceilings and shit. That scene had me on the edge of my seat, terrified when I was younger. Yeah, no, and I, and, 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 I, and I said this previously. I think the the first movie had a larger ratio of horror over you know your your gothic yeah. like futuristic steampunky type of vibe, mm-hmm. whereas the second movie has more of that gothic. More uh, lore yeah. of of vampire mythology and yeah. less horror. Well, it's still there because even when yeah. you look at um, old man vampire and his son, who mm-hmm. basically creates the who is the first reaper and yep. creates all the other reapers, right. they have a very like Nosferatu style they to them. Extremely pale, mm-hmm. extremely skinny, very skin and bones, and and just like the the eye regal in a way the, too, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. creepy and regal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about the reapers is how. I don't know. It's kind of like uh, running zombies for me. Yeah. I I mean I I get it. I get it why they do it, but also eh, I don't know. Maybe could have been played a different way. It like takes so but, for the running zombies, it takes away from the traditional aspect yeah. of what zombies are supposed to be. Right. So and I, I get, get your, why they're doing it because right. they they don't want the, they don't want to repeat. They yep. want something new, mm-hmm. fresh yep. to keep an audience and grow an audience. Right. Right. And that's, and, and that's why twenty eight days later and twenty eight weeks away later were so successful is because it was a new brand new. Take yeah. on zombies. I I mean, but also how long kind of did it? They kind of, but they were still like just like shambling zombies. They were just right. quicker and and a little more well, like, powerful. We, I guess we can go on about Resident Evil, but honestly, that may be something I come back and we discuss that franchise yeah, would, at some yeah, point. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I, yeah, I wouldn't um, have a problem with that. Just because sure. I could go off on that and like especially with what happens with the in video the video games, games stuff, versus the movies yeah, and like. But yeah. here's my thing: How long have vampires and and even zombies, for that matter, how long have they been around? 
and they're they're still here. I mean, yeah. look people up when still scared of them. Came right, because that was the original. Look up the the was was Nosferatu the original, the original or because that or, was a silent film. Dracula or, came but, after that. But even like the 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 idea of oh, like that. Vlad the Impaler, like right, yeah. Oh, that's I mean what. I mean, enough, oh, we, didn't, we didn't need to. We didn't need to change anything then. No, so, no you're right. I mean, we don't need to reinvent I mean, the wheel. Vampires are scary. I agree. No, we don't I, need. I, they, we don't need to evolve them. But but then but then you start going into it, and then you know, well, you shouldn't be hybriding a vampire, having half human, half vampire. Then, mm-hmm. so I mean, to kind of come, there, come back, there is there internal is a, struggle now. Yeah, right. Yeah. There, there, if you if you discount one, you kind of have yeah. to discount the other. So like, I I get from that perspective. I hear mm-hmm. you. I just I don't know. I don't know again what I would do differently for the Reapers, but mm-hmm. like that, this is the route they went, and this is what we have to work with. So to yeah. kind of combat yeah, yeah. your point, and and to go back to what we said in the first episode when we did Blade One, they got rid of Frost. Mm-hmm. Where's the big like? What? Where are they going from this? How do they up the ante, and how do they make it more, you know, uh, more difficult for something that Blade has? It's something that is so, harder for Blade to kill. Make make vampires that are damn near indestructible dive back into more vampire lore create more right. deep vampire okay. lore right. don't go yeah. the genetic engineering okay. sci-fi route yeah, dive true. further into the lore what's the next god what's the next any okay. right like what yeah. other options are out there for them yeah right okay yeah, but no, i do I, think that's, I, that's, that's this, this is a classic movie of you know the enemy of my enemy is my friend yeah. that's uh, oh and it's mentioned too. absolutely i'm pretty uh-huh. sure that line or a line similar to that yeah. Yeah, is, yeah. is in that is in the movie as well, and that's what I thought was kind of cool. Is like okay, Blade is ha- now having a team, and we, even though we knew he was going to get double crossed at some point, and it happened. But like, mm-hmm. even though we knew not that how was I coming, thought it was going to happen, right? Well, I agree with yeah. It didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen, but I, just I knew didn't it, was think it was going to happen, happen that way. Yes, right. right, right, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, I, I thought the concept was cool. It was it was new for Blade, um, and it, it was it was. Kind of interesting how, how that happened, but yeah, I mean, so, so we so we we know how you guys feel about the Reapers. I mean, I it, I thought that it was a cool addition. I thought it was awesome. I think Isaiah agrees that it was that they were cool, but just not necessary to do how they did. I agree that something needed to be done. I just don't know. And again, right? Like, I don't have anything to pitch out there, so I really can't talk right. too much on it, right? Because right. I don't have a solution here. I can't talk too much on it With, without, com- the past without completely changing the it. without the completely changing the entire movie as it stands. I don't have an option to pitch out there. Right. Yeah, and that's fair. That's fair. I, it, it, there's something to admitting that you wanted it to be different. You just don't know how they could have done it differently. So that's that's fine. What would be your favorite scene that happened in this movie? <laughs> Hello to our favorite scene. And now our favorite scene. For me, it's when they finally chase um, the son of Old Man Vampire, the first Reaper. Okay. Out of the bar into that church, and he and Blade are fighting I in for- the church. Dude, he grabs that 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 rebar with like concrete yeah. on it, and it's swinging it around like it's just a. Re- it just shows the strength of the two of not, them. Not only that, but cinematically. With beautiful. all the light and shadow, just a beautiful thing, and a and a race against the time for the sun to come up. Like Blades, literally just stalling for time till the sun can come up. Yep, trying and to survive. His ass whipped. Yep, one hundred percent. Yeah, and that 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 scene was badass. That was super awesome. And like the, it shows the power of like them like falling off different scaffolding and just breaking the floor, ripping out parts of like. Of of the scaffolding and stuff to to use as weapons, and it it was a very well done scene, and that's some, that's one of the reasons why I like this movie so much. So, Dylan, did you say this was your favorite blade? 
Um, I you know it's a it's a solid tie um, between Blade One and Blade Two. I think I I obviously okay. you can't have I don't think you can have one without the other. I don't Fair. I don't think you can end Blade One without ended. I, it leaves because you because of the storyboard so choices more. made. I feel I hear you on that. Right. Yeah, okay. Um, but favorite scene, I it it's got to be when um, what's the what's Ron Perlman's character's name when he just slits him in half. Yeah, Reinhardt. Yeah. When he cuts him in half, uh-huh. that was cool. It's I fair. mean, and it's 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 another one of those scenes that I mean, the CGI is horrible. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I because I, I went back and rewatched the scene mm-hmm. again with less with less of my you know um, hormones and endorphins going through, and I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, this CGI is kind of shitty. But the first time you watch it, You're like, oh, like oh, oh, that's fucking mm-hmm. awesome. He just split that guy in half, Mortal Kombat style. Which, which I right. will say. This movie had a lot going for it with every mm-hmm. action scene. I it will did. give it that. The it action did, yeah. scenes were still on par Stelling. with the first mm-hmm. one absolutely 100% of yeah. the way. Yeah, for sure. Like, going through the nightclub bar area and just blasting Reapers and, mm-hmm. like, honestly, vampires alike because they yeah. at that point it was Bandages exterminate shit. everything. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, that's... That, okay, so let's talk about that too, right? So the Reapers would feed on humans and vampires uh-huh. alike. They didn't discriminate at all. They just needed sustenance. Blood's blood. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent, and that and I, I guess that that's a good lead into my favorite scene because that that is that scene in the in the nightclub where they they go in and they they get into contact with all the other reapers. One of the parts in that with it, it with Ron Perlman is he pulls out a gun and he points the laser blade and he's like, it would be so easy. And he's like, he's got his laser pointer on mm-hmm. him like he's about to shoot him. And his buddy standing next to Ron Perlman kind of just taps his shoulder. He's like, he's got you too. And Blade's just standing there with a smile on his face with a gun kind of yeah. at his hip, pointing uh-huh. the laser at his chest, and he just gives that. Wesley Snipes cocky full blade smile to mm-hmm. him and then yeah that's that's one of my favorite parts in that but the the uh, even more on this scene um that lends it to be just badass and really gives us a lot of information along the lines of the reapers because before that we really didn't know much about them we really didn't know how indestructible they were we didn't know how hard they were to kill we didn't know any of that until this this what whole... is it they found one like cut in half because he couldn't get in like the tunnels yeah, or something the and, and, so they they were and they were able to finally take it dissecting back him. yeah his arm is trapped in it and he, he's starting to die because he hasn't fed and so he's he's weak and they, they find out that like he's his arm's trapped he's, he's basically mm-hmm. bled out and then he dies and they take him back and they go dissect him and they do that and that's when they also find out that the body still wants to feed even after yeah. the brain's dead, but the dead. body yeah. still wants to feed. It's, yeah, uh-huh. it's crazy, it's crazy, crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- that seems awesome for for that reason. And then also the little mini Reaper that the big dude with the hammer who ends up getting bitten and turned into a Reaper. The tattooed face. The guy. tattooed yeah, face yeah. dude. That whole scene where he's fighting that little one with the hammer and like hits it upside the head, breaks its neck sideways, and then you see it just like. <laughs> Back his, into place. Yeah, put, his yeah. Neck back, put its neck back into place, and he pierces it in the chest with his hammer that has the the, the spike on the end of it, um, and it's still like going strong, and that's when mm-hmm. it bites him and stuff. That scene was badass, um, and then it, that leads up to the scene where Blade fights the the main dude in the in the in, in the, in the uh, church. church. Mm-hmm. So it just makes that whole. Bit well, and that's very the, so, cinematically beautiful. Oh, it's and great fun. because you start in the club as well, where it's all red and black, and yeah. then you shift over to this white and blue. Right. And so, yeah. like, even just that change of just like context and colors was yeah. so cool. Keeps you guessing, keeps you guessing, keeps you entertained without getting you stuck in a very dark scene. It brightens it up and still gets you pulled into well, what's going on in the fight. That's to happening. me, that's one of the key aspects of like Del Toro and what he does in his films in mm. general is he's got a really good eye for color. Like changes, and contrast. And, yeah, yeah, contrast and balance, man. Uh-huh. It, visually, it was a great, fantastic movie. And yeah. again, a lot of good fight scenes, a lot mm-hmm. of good things going for it there. It's just 
story. Real quick, another favorite scene is is the opening scene because Blade One has the opening scene with the you know the the Slayer's rain and blood um, coming out of the sprinklers, and this scene is a complete opposite. It's it there's like three people in the opening scene. It's the 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 OG Reaper, um, and they and they capture him, and I, you kind of I. I can't remember if they come out and say like, "Oh, the people that caught him are vampires," but you get you get that feel. You know they're vampires, and but you don't know the person that they captured. And then, holy shit, here's a twist: like this guy is obviously a monster, and he's killing the vampires. Like, what the fuck is this? What is happening now? And there's like three people, and it's super quiet. I don't think there's any music. No. I don't think there's any no. music in the background. Yep. So it's a complete like backwards from the original one, but the opening scene it, it sets the tone for the movie. Like, right. Here's the threat. Also, yeah. if the vampires the, are scared of this and it's not just Blade, here's the threat. Right. Also, yeah. adds what scares the vampires? Aspect. Yeah. It also adds the the horror aspect that I uh-huh. that I that I thought they they continued with in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's for sure. That's that is that is fantastic. Um, you know, there's with this movie and why it's 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 one of my favorites in the in the trilogy. It really it does a lot of things differently than it did in the first one. Um, oh, completely flipped the script from the first one, and that's so, and that's one of the reasons right? why I like so it. So the first one dealt with a lot of like vampire lore mm-hmm. and the, and going back to their gods and things, lore. right? Yeah. This one goes the sci-fi route, which yeah. again for me is just not my favorite route that I wanted to see this series take. I get that it's a thing, mm-hmm. but that was that was my thing. Is like ah, genetic experiments. Okay, cool, right? Yeah. right? Like. Any any bad sci-fi channel movie that's been put out, what what what's the monster? It's a genetic experiment it's gone, gone wrong. wrong. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, it, you know, I it it is what it is with that. I I feel like they they and one of the things with trilogies and with sequels is if you if the movie tries to do the same exact thing it did in the first one, most of the time it fails. If they don't add something new along the lines of and unless they're following a a set story like the Lord of the Rings, they're following a book, so they. They have it all mapped to, out for them. They have it all mapped out. But with Blade, they can do whatever the fuck they want, and and so they mixed it up. They mixed it up a little bit, and that's why I think that this movie was successful, more they, successful than again, the first one. They mixed it up a lot, yeah. and again, I bold choices were made, and it's good that they did them because I'm with you. If yeah. you if you went like if you went straight into exactly what the first one did of hey we're just slaying vampires right. and right like I get how to your point. Oh, it's just more of the same. Nobody cares anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that, and that's yeah. I think that's why this this one ended up coming out being the way that it was and being as, as successful as it was. So, um, we got our favorite scenes in there. I, what do you what do you got for quotes wise? Is there, is there anything that you really enjoyed? I want the quotes. You can't handle the quotes. Here's our favorite quote from this week's movie. You know, man, I, the only thing that I can really come back is just Perlman's character being an asshole <laughs> and just like, oh, by the way, did I mention the bomb handle stuck? Yeah, when he try, when they have the uh-huh. the, the box full of the It's really the bombs. only one that really kind of like stepped yeah. out and it was a well-delivered Ron Perlman-esque line. Ooh, like uh-huh. he really just like was who he was and like just killed it and i and i always know when there's a movie that somebody doesn't enjoy when we when we review these i or when they when they aren't as big of a fan of it's when they when they don't have that many quotes to go off of it's because it's because it didn't grip you as much to where you were paying attention to the one-liners 
Um, yeah. or, or the quotes for sure. So I, I get that, but that is a good. That's a that's a that's a cool quote that like which we all knew the the viewer uh-huh. knew, but Blade didn't. And then when Blade recognized it, it was like, okay, well, how do I figure my way out of this? Yeah. How do I fix this? You know, mm-hmm. I break off the handle and let it just go off by itself. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, it's a UV bomb. Blade, it's, yeah. Blade will survive. He'll be fine. Yeah. So um, so yeah, that was cool. I got for I got a couple um for mine. Uh, so <laughs> the. The actor, I cannot remember the, one of the movie. He's been in a lot of movies. One of the movies that I can call, I can call back that he was in was the breakup with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. He was the singing quartet brother. He was the lawyer of the vampires in this one. Ah, uh, you took my quote, you oh, bastard. Yeah. So the, it's a good quote. Do though. you want to do it? I mean, you can do it. I, I mean, I we can both do it. So <laughs> yeah. So so I'm Blade. And, okay. Uh, so, all right. Yeah. All right. So he he, he kind of walks in and he notices the vampire tattoo on the on the lawyer and he goes, "You're a vampire." Hardly. Or no no no. He he doesn't say. He, what's, he, barely. What's he say? I'm a like, lawyer. You're, you're human. Like oh, oh yeah, you're yeah, you're sorry, human. Yeah. He goes, "You're human." And he goes, "Hardly. I'm a lawyer." Yeah. So, and, which is fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah. The, the the normal trope of you know of lawyers, lawyers are sucking. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So um so yeah that was one of my quotes and then the other one is when Blade is. He's got the pin in the UV grenade, and he pulled mm-hmm. out the girl from the from the. He got the the female vampire, who's the only really, who's the only person who's really on Blade's side for this, and is not trying to fuck him over. Um, but he pulls her out of the water, gets her to safety, or tells her to get underwater. Something I don't remember what it was, but he pulls the blade, and all he's being surrounded by all these reaper, all these reapers, and he goes, "You obviously do not know who you are fucking with." And then pulls the grenade and kills all those fucking Which was papers. back to the same thing Another, of like, <laughs> it's just a Wesley Snipes thing a at Wesley that point. Wesley Snipes line doing Blade the way Blade should be done. And it's it's the same as my one of my favorite quotes from the first movie. But yeah, so that's that's those are my two quotes. Dylan, you got any? You, you said I took your one. Do you got any yeah. other ones? Um, oh, shit. I, I'm, I'm trying to I put to you think. on the spot? Yeah, I'm oh, on the spot. But you're quick. You're a cheetah. You can figure it out. You'll get, <laughs> you'll, you'll get one in there, right? Uh, No. Okay. It's uh, gone. That's fine. Yeah, we'll we'll stick with your one quote for that. That's no big deal. So we got uh we got the quotes done. We've got the favorite scenes done. So um another favorite scene of mine, and I know that I'm jumping around a little bit, but I, I just remembered this. Um and we and it goes back to us talking about the CGI uh the the fully CGI fights was the sword scene in front of the UV lights with the two vampires who are fully cloaked in black. Um that that sword scene between Blade and the girl was badass. Again, the contrast was great. The CGI that they had to put in for Could a lot of things better. hurt my soul a little bit. Fair, that's fair. But the fight itself, I thought was cool. Um, I, it would have it would have been cool for them to do it with just regular Wesley Snipes doing his like. His... Yeah, right. I think if you let like stunt doubles, you know, and and or Wesley just go at it like they did for Blade One. Right. I think you have a winning combination there, but they decided to go the route that they did, which. Who knows? Production may have had time constraints or Maybe. something like that, and they're like, "We'll just edit it in and post," mm-hmm. you know, something like that, right? Could have been a thing. Yep. So um, that scene, if, if it was done with better CGI, would have been would have been amazing. But it was cool to watch as, as is. So um, with this one, what was less cool to watch CGI wise was the final fight between the Sun and Blade, yeah. where they're flipping off of walls, and the CGI just didn't really hold up. It's very, it's too rub. The people look too rubbery, and it. Just... I just, I just remembered one of my favorite quotes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, right before, because it's it's tied in with my favorite scene. Okay. Right before he kills Reinhardt, he asks him if he can blush. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, right before you know he gets ready, he throws yeah, the sword up. He goes, like, "Can you blush?" That whole racist shit uh-huh. from from Perlman from Reinhardt at the beginning, or yeah. when he first meets him and uh-huh. stuff. And right. then what's cool about that scene is like, like he, Reinhardt is surrounded by all of his like his like warrior buddies who are all vampires, right? So that he's like, "Oh, I can say whatever the hell I want to Blade, and I'm going to be good." Blade fucks him up, slaps him in the face a few times, and then sticks a bomb to the back of his head, yeah. which at the time. It's a bomb that they st- he sticks to the back of his head. Mm-hmm. You end up finding out later that Scud, Norman Reedus' character, is double-crossed Blade. The the bomb that's on the back of Reinhardt's head is not an actual bomb. It's just a fake fucking thing. And Blade was not actually in control the entire time. Um, when Scud legitimately says, how do you think the vampires got past the security ses- system? I let them in. One, not the best <sighs> delivery that I c- could have hoped for yeah. from his no. coming out as the... Oh, I've been a familiar this entire time. Ever mm-hmm. since you've known me, we orchestrated to put me and get me into your group. So here's my question, and I want you to look this up, Dylan. When yeah. did the Boondock Saints come out? I want to say that that was late 90s. I want to say I, like it 99. Be. It might be. So Boondock Saints is uh, 1999. Okay, so it came Boom. out. Nailed You're it. right, yeah, you got it. So this came out, the, the Boondock Saints, which was Norman Reese's like, Starting breakout role, breakout yeah. role, um, came out two years, uh, sorry, yeah, two years before this, um, three years before this, sorry. So um, he had a name built for himself. That's why the performance that he put up in the Boondock Saints was fine. Um, that's that's kind of why this, it was a bummer, the performance that he put up as Scud in, in Blade. And maybe that was how it was written. Maybe that's how it was directed, how he played him. Um, but he also is really good at playing that stoner type, you know, bat, like, like, uh, Big mouth character. He's good at that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, eventually Norman Reedus's character Scud reveals that he's been, you know, working with the vampires the whole time and, and you know, he reels that he reveals that he's fucking over Blade and all that other shit. Um but that's that's when you find out that Ron Perlman's bomb on the back of his head is not real and then Right. It and then Ron Perlman's uh, character Reinhardt just beating the shit out of and torturing ba- uh, Blade for mm-hmm. for the next, what, 20 minutes in the movie? Well, also because at that point, too, yet again, this and this is a common theme in, in all the Blade movies, is at this point, Blade is succumbing to his thirst. He's yep. hungry. He doesn't right. have nourishment to keep his strength. You have to be Julia. reminded, oh, shit, this guy is a vampire. Right. Yeah, yeah, and it's mentioned in one of the movies, I think it's in the third one, but it's mentioned that, like, um, the the big bad in that one, I'll, I'll save it for the third movie, but he, he mentions, and it, it rings true throughout the first, second, and third movie, is at some point, the thirst always wins. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it, and it, it it's it's a common theme, and it's it's also kind of a bummer that, like, that's kind of what they relied on for all three movies, to mm-hmm. have Blade start to lose against, because he's kind of like an overpowered badass. I mean, that's the thing. And they he have needs to find a, a weakness. Way. Yeah. He needs a weakness. That's his mm-hmm. weakness. And I would have yep. rather them have played the weakness, because they, they did it sparingly throughout the other ones, but... And it was mentioned by Deacon, um, by Deacon Frost in the first one. Like I rather, I would have rather them had his weakness of his love for the human race play more of a factor in him getting fucked over. Like I, I would have, I would have liked that come in and show the more human side of Blade. Than, than but humans are honestly aren't in this movie really. No, not very much. Familiars is what yeah. you yeah. get for humans because mm-hmm. it's. And it's Whistler, va- it's vampires and and well, Blade. And, I and mean, and even Whistler, like he he comes back. 
he comes well, back. Whistler as, was turned. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then he comes back, gets the serum that what what's her name in the first one? Karen. Made, d- yep. And the, turns and and basically heals and turns back into a vampire. That scene is awesome. Where he's turns him back human. Yeah, I'm sorry. Turns him from a vampire into human. Yeah, I apologize. Because they figured out how to cure you if you were turned. Yep. But right. for someone like Blade who was born that way. Yeah. No guarantee that mm-hmm. it works, and if you try it. Probably just kill him. Right, and yeah. so and so he's that whole scene where he's he's got what uh, Whistler kind of strapped down and, and and basically tells him like, I I injected you. If this works or it doesn't work, regardless, those blinds are opening in the morning. And if you're still a vampire, you're dead, basically. So, and, and then you come to find out that he comes in the next day and he's good and he's fine. He's like, mm-hmm. how do you feel? And he's like, feel like hammered shit. Yeah, that's um, another good quote. <laughs> that is yeah. a good line. Uh, but yeah, then and then it just it's such a sweet moment that. Whistler is now back and and is helping Blade yep. and and everything. It's just it's just awesome. So, um, I guess we can we can uh, leading into that because I'm pretty sure you told me. Uh, well, who's your favorite character? At this point in this movie, it was Whistler. Yeah, for sure. He, mm-hmm. He's just he's he's such a he's such a badass. He he saves Blade on a few occasions in this movie. Yep. Um, without Whistler, Blade would have died. Would would have not survived. Mm-hmm. Would have not, wouldn't have yeah. survived at all. Gave, so. gave his blood for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you feel about Whistler compared in this movie and Blade Two compared to the first one? Whistler was looking out for Blade the entire time. Mm-hmm. He didn't trust the vampires. He was working on his own exit strategies literally the entire time, mm-hmm. and just making sure Blade didn't get in too deep or get surrounded or fucked over in any way. And then, to your point, comes back to save his ass at the yep. end and give him some blood to get his strength back mm-hmm. so he can actually do the dirty work. Yeah. Like, again, Whistler showing that he orchestrates and just, like, has a plan and is the brains behind everything. Right. Well, and then what you asked for in the original one, the reason why he wasn't one of your favorites in the original one is because he wasn't in it as much. Yeah, You give it about 20 minutes, 30 minutes around. into this movie, and he's in it for the rest of the movie, and yeah. he's a big part right. for the rest of the movie. Because which, I think because they created the, the character, Whistler, for the movies. And he became a fan and favorite. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They put him in the, in the first one just to kind of have that Alfred or, you know, the sidekick Almost type person. Almost the father person. figure to yeah. a certain extent. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And sure. and then that like people he's a good fucking character. They, yeah. David wrote a good character, and people wanted more in the second like, movie. Fuck it, let's bring him in. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, for sure. And so I'm here back. for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So yeah. Um. So that's your that's your favorite character. Who do you got as a favorite character, Dylan? I like I like Scud. Yeah. I I, I, I was up until him about I that mean earlier, even I do too. I mean even I I think after after we find out that you know he was double crossing even after that I get it. Like that, that there's there's the role for that kind of person, and and Blade, he's been doing what he's been doing his whole time with Whistler, mm-hmm. and I mean you take Whistler away for a little bit, I mean Blade wants to he wants to fill that void, mm-hmm. smart of the vampires for knowing that he would want to fill that void, but uh, it I, I don't know it. So he, just because I don't remember, can you yeah. guys fill me in on how Scud died or if he did? He does die. Um. He hundred percent dies. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember how. I don't remember when. It, it's something with the. Are you sure he dies? It's it happens somewhere. I Reapers might get him. Honestly, is it? I, I'm not sure. After Blade and his allies are captured following their battle with the Reapers in Prague sewers, Blade is beaten to the floor by Dieter Reinhardt. 
Blade had previously attached a small explosive to. Oh, that's how. Because so oh, it was Reinhardt, actually an, uh, an explosive. Right. Right. Uh-huh. He threw it to. He he's holding his hand. And it was an like, explosive. Yeah. Shit. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Because yeah, Blade's the, like, you think the, I haven't been on you the twist. whole time? Yeah. yeah. He's like, you think I haven't been on you the whole time? It is an explosive. Blah blah blah. And he fucking kills him that way. That's mm-hmm. right. I remember that. And that's that was a cool CGI well, moment because on. it shows his body but exploding. Scuds. How does Scuds die? That, that was the that's, So, so, so uh, Reinhardt Reinhard throws the bomb. And throws the Scud, Scud catches it. it. And then Blade's got like, it. haha, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm yeah, smarter than you. Sorry, I thought. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No, because then he just has all out brawl with Reinhardt. And After that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh-huh. Sorry. But so, I, yeah. and, and I think that. I think that, that that moment in the film is easily overshadowed, obviously. Three people who just recently watched the movie forgot about it by the scenes that followed. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, just because epicness ensues right mm-hmm. after that. It, it, it gets yeah. crazy. I mean, all hell breaks loose. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So um, for my favorite characters, uh, I, I would say that Norman Reedus's character, Scud, even though I think that the the directing and the uh, the the script led it to be where his performance was a bit lackluster, but just the character itself and kind of the young Whistler type character, uh, where he made all this cool tech and all this new shit for Blade. I thought that was kind of cool, so I really enjoyed mm-hmm. Norman Reedus. Yeah. Um, and then uh, honestly, even though he's a dick, I just liked the actor and I really liked his performance. Uh, Ron Perlman as Reinhardt was just. Was awesome, and I, I might catch shit about it because he played kind of like a racist vampire asshole. Um, but he he was fun. He was funny. He was a badass. I like mean, he, it's a character, man. Like, and if he played his role well, and you, you enjoyed yeah, right. what his role yeah. was in the movie, there's no right. shame in that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like me saying that I enjoyed that I enjoyed like uh, 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 one of the Nazi characters from American History X. It's just because they played the character so right. well. Well, and actually, that was the that was a basis for Reinhardt's character. Was was, was a neo Nazi? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah for a sure. Skinhead. I mean, the skinhead, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the the whole look just adds to it, you know. Um, but yeah, so those are my two favorite characters. They they, they uh, what bums me out is that him and Scud didn't have a little bit more time, or or we didn't know in advance that those two were kind of in right. They didn't together. really build up to it in any way. They just kind of yeah. dropped it dropped on it you. on us. Yeah, and I and Shyamalan. Right, and well, and that's I mean for this for the screenwriter, that's something that. Uh, uh, you know, it's something that Guillermo del Toro had issue with, and I'm pretty sure it's because of reasons like, like that. Like I said, uh, cinematically, beautiful movie. Action scenes, great. Mm-hmm. Story is where you lost me on this Man. one. Yeah. I, I didn't, again. But that's because you have del Toro directing. Right. Right. Yep. I mean, so obvious. I mean, it. You have to have that the the the, the color contrast, the, right. the beautiful right. scenes and the shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forget who was the writer for the movie. Was it still Goyer? Uh, so the writer, yes, no, I, yeah, I think so. I think so. You okay. might want to look that one up. I didn't, I didn't get the actual writer in there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's either, it was either Goyer or, um, uh, some other, some other guy. I don't, I don't remember exactly, but yeah, I, I know, I just know that the, the storyline along the lines of what Guillermo del Toro wanted and what he actually got were not the same thing. He just didn't, he wasn't, he wasn't satisfied with it. Um, and I, I've got some of that in the, when I get to my trivia and stuff, but yeah, it's, I enjoyed it. I, it was, I enjoyed it. It was Goyer. Okay, it so Goyer still wrote it, yeah. Which, again, right, we talked about this. Because he killed Frost off in the first one, right? Like, he had to come up with something and fig- and, and pull something together to make a different movie. And I get I get it. I get it's it. It's a classic. I mean, yeah. I, again, I get it. I get it. I yeah. do. I just really enjoyed what they did with the first one more and mm-hmm. keeping it. 
I like lore things more. Yeah, more so yeah, the I mythology of it. Side. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I can, but I can pull myself out of that for something that's done well, mm-hmm. um, even if it doesn't follow the lore or the. And, you know. and see, that's the thing is, to me, personally, it just wasn't done well enough to pull me in. Right. Because mm-hmm. like I enjoy my sci-fi movies, I oh, really yeah. do. Like. Alien franchise, one of my favorite freaking mm-hmm. series. You man. got an I Alien love, and Predator full yeah, sleeve tattoo. I love that <laughs> stuff. I will get down and we'll go through all that at some point, I'm sure. But like, so there are those that I do love. I just didn't love it in this universe. Fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so yeah, so for this one, um, we, we talked about it in the first one. Uh, what do you th- guys think, Isaiah, what do you think the body count is, the death count? I will give you a hint. It's are you, are we counting reapers? Oh, uh, it's are we counting reapers? Any any deaths? All, I was going to say, if you're movie. counting that, considering the fact that there's minimum 200 reapers in the tunnel scene alone, so it's higher than the first one. Okay. I'm going to say your death count on this one's 150 on screen. Okay. Gonna, price is right. I'm going to go lower. Um, 149. <laughs> yeah, we'll do 149. Okay. So you both are high. You both are pretty high. Okay. Uh, by about 40, by about 40, 50. Um, the final total body death count was 110. I believe. That's it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, that's only like 20 well, more than the first movie. Right? Yeah. Yeah. For, well, that's no, crazy. It's, it's about 30 more. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, also, and I'm pretty sure, and I'll have to, re- I'll have to review this for the, for the third one. I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure. But I think out of the three movies, this is the highest. I believe count. that. I feel. Yeah. I feel like the third one drops below Blade mm-hmm. One, even mm-hmm. on kill count. Yeah. So yeah, this this one is is got 110 deaths in it. Um. So that's yeah. It's, it's still a lot. That's yeah. still a lot of fucking deaths right? for a that's movie. That's a lot. I was gonna say, what's it's the movie runtime? What like two hours? Yeah. What's 14? the 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 kill per minute? Uh. Yeah. That would be cool to the to check out. But I yeah. I, I I don't foresee this movie being over two and a half hours. I think it was two hours and like 15, two hours and twenty something like that. Hour oh my 57. god, it wasn't even two hours. Hour fifty-seven. Do the math. What's the what's the 110, math? One hundred and ten deaths. Hour and fifty-seven minutes. Which is, okay, so it's almost one hundred twenty minutes. I don't know how to math that. You you you've got more than a death per minute. Yeah, a little over a death <laughs> that's per minute. That's cool. That's awesome. about a death per minute. That's I mean that's a good that's a good death count. That's I would awesome. say. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, so yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, we we pretty much covered everything. Why don't we uh, Why don't we get into my my trivia trivia for this one? Yeah. So for my trivia. Uh, over 30 members of the cast and crew were temporary, temporarily blinded by the misuse of UV lights in the vampire autopsy scene. So someone fucked up and probably lost their job. But there, there was a misuse of the UV lights in the in the vampire autopsy scene that temporarily blind temporarily blinded 30 cast. Members. I know it doesn't oh. tell you exactly how it happens. However, I just like I like to imagine that they're all just sitting there <laughs> with UV flashlights and just like having like pretend like lightsaber battles and like shining <laughs> in each other's eyes, just being dicks to each other back and forth. Oh, God. How great would it be if that's what actually happened? Um, so, yeah, that that's a little F up then not great. Um, so we talked we, we've talked about our favorites uh, of the of the trilogy, our favorite movies. Wesley Snipes has admitted that this is his personal favorite Blade movie that he's done. I get so it. So he really enjoyed it. He I, had a lot of fun. I get it. Yeah. I do. Right. So he had a lot of fun with that. Um, Dylan, I hate to I hate to prove you wrong. Um, so we previously 
in the first movie had discussed that pop icon Michael Jackson was supposed uh-huh. to. It was actually Blade Two. Oh, um, so okay. yeah, pop icon Michael Jackson was originally going to have a cameo in the House of Pain sequence as a vampire pimp. Ah, uh, that makes sense. But that makes more sense. A vampire yep. pimp makes more sense and I, there. And to be fair, I was in agreement with you, and I went along with it because uh-huh. I thought that was the case in the first one. Um, but it's it's actually the second one. But um. So, yeah, it, it Jackson had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts, and the part was played by a ch- some Czech act- actor. So um, Was there a vampire pimp? There is one, yeah. yeah. You can, I mean, I'm, sure, I'm sure you could look that up, yeah. like a YouTube video to look that up. Um, but, yeah, it, it, the sequence was, oh, no, there wasn't. So it says the sequence was ultimately cut out for the entirety, uh, cut, cut out entirely for pacing reasons. Okay. So it would have taken you away from, yeah, like, nothing happens in this fucking movie that takes you away from the plot and what's going on. They could have <laughs> left it, they could have left the vampire pimp in there. Um, so, to get this movie down to an R rating from an NC-17, the uh, Reaper's blood was turned green. They had to use green blood for the Reapers. If they didn't, there would have been too much blood and they would have, like you mentioned in the first one, there's a certain amount of blood okay. that you can have. Yeah. If they would have had the Reaper's blood be red instead of green, then it would have given him an NC-17 rating. No of shit. Yep. So the studio made him make the Reapers' blood green. Who fucking? But what? I don't. I okay. All right. I, you I, I up. Blood is still blood regardless yeah. of the color. So I'll, like, I'll I'll, at, at I'll research this. But up. the first movie had the 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 sprinkler blood. Yeah. Is that not considered blood? It's is a it? Lot. I I I I almost I, I mean, almost wonder if it's liquid coming, coming out of a body. A body. Yeah. yeah. You have to look has that to, up. It has to come from the body. You can get away with a lot of other stuff, but if it comes from... Yeah, that, Check and that see what, quali- what qualifications you have to have for an R rating for uh, along the lines of gore. Oh, man. That'll, I mean, that'll give us kind of a hint on Rabbit why. hole that you're going down. Probably, but if, if it's something that's going to be too much to discuss or if it's something you can't, you know, kind of cut down and do a quick explanation, then we won't talk about it. But I'm curious as to why just blood alone would have made them... Uh, ch- ch- sorry, not even that. Just changing the color of blood alone would have gotten that that rating down from... And maybe it's different because it was in 2002 compared to what they can get away with now. I mean, I'm sure because ratings update, they change, the, the, the guidelines for it change. Um, so who knows? Um, but while he's looking that up, uh, so uh, last little piece of trivia I got was uh, David S. Goyer's original idea uh, for this film was to use Morbius as a primary villain. But Marvel decided they wanted to retain the rights to make an entirely separate franchise out of Morbius i.e. a Morbius film, which we're going to see with Jared Leto. Um, so the story was changed slightly, and Jared Nomack was created uh, to be used as a primary villain instead. So I wanted Morbius. That would have actually been, been a way cooler. Morbius. That would have been a way cooler storyline, in my I, opinion. I thought so, too. We've I, been wanting Morbius for quite some time. And I like Morbius as a character. I really been, do. Yeah, yeah, that would have been absolutely fantastic. So... Um, overall, I mean, what, and I mean, that kind of, that kind of does it for my trivia. So like overall, what would be the rating you'd give this one, Isaiah? For me, again, I'm going to say probably a four, four and a half. Ooh, low. Okay. Um, again, it's my least favorite. And again, it's for me because of this, they went the sci-fi route. I think to what we just said, if they went Morbius, I think, I think you have a better, stronger case. I think you have a stronger, right bad well you'll portray him as a bad guy to a certain a extent bad. but yeah. but he's he's more of a conflicted character in how like morbius actually is right so right. like i don't know i i feel like that would have been better okay. instead of the cold father who experimented on his son right and then his son's just kind of mad at daddy and just saying fuck the world i mean that's not a bad it's not bad but like storyline they didn't do a good job of building a, a father-son relationship yeah, yeah like, it's, it, i agree i agree and and 
the whole scene where he kind of gets revenge and kills his dad was kind of cool. You know, that was that was sweet. But uh, yeah, I, I I agree with you. Um, it, that would have probably given it a higher rating for me too. So Dylan, what do you what do you rank this? Um, this is gonna be a slightly higher. Um, I mean, just right on par because, like I said before, I don't. I both of these movies come together. It's a package deal. Um, so probably right right around seven for okay. me. Yeah. Um, and also I looked up the 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 blood rating real quick. And like Isaiah said, that's a deep rabbit hole. Is it? Um, not, there is, there's not like a, a strict consistency you know, like, on movie ratings is yeah. something that really doesn't and, exist. And, it, and, and yeah. from what I, it, it, it evolves over time. Okay. Well, what it was in the eighties wasn't the nineties isn't what Kinda it is what today. what I mentioned that so, about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, fuck that. We're not going to talk about it. Um, so, so you, you gave it a, uh, sorry, you said it was seven. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. So, and, and I would put it probably between you guys. I, I give it like a six. Six and a half, maybe, maybe a low, low seven. But, uh, you know, it was a fun movie. I liked it along the lines of just a standalone Blade film. Uh, but, like, you know, Isaiah and I both mentioned, there's there's things that they could have done differently that I thought would have made this movie better. Um, part of it was the CGI that they used. If you're not if you're not having CGI that's up to par and looks good, don't use it. I feel I mean, like that's the my CGI opinion. in Blade 1 in 98 was better than what we got in 2002. Yeah. And that's partially why I, I despise the, the bottom it, jaw. Maybe yeah, it's because they fair. used it correctly in the first one. Maybe it's because mm-hmm. they used it sparingly and correctly in the first one. In this one, they relied on it a lot more, so it was easier yeah. to point out, like, oh, that's fucking fake. Yep. Yeah, so maybe... They, they went and it's too fake enough it. that it pulls you out. Right. It's fake enough that, oh, what is that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, I, I agree with that. So, yeah, I mean, that's going to be my rating for that one. It is a, a, a mid-six to... I, we're going to go mid-six. Right. I'm not giving it a seven. And again, man, like, I love Del Toro, and I love what he does. I really do. It's fantastic. Like, it was a gorgeous movie overall outside of, again, a few things that I think a little bit more money, a little bit more time maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then just, sorry, but, like, give me a little bit more exposition about why the bad guys are the bad guys instead of, and then, like, more importantly, like, how did they insert Scud into Blade's troop? You know, yeah. like how did yeah, how did that they, been cool. did they like place a him to yeah. get, like show that in like a flashback or something or some kind of exposition to really like bring up some of the betrayal and how deep that plan went. That really would have added a bit for me. Um, I you know it, it was a bummer that there wasn't any fucking background to to Skid other than the short synopsis he gives Whistler when he asks him about it. Um, but yeah, it, it's right. Like they just kind of like dropped it on there to be a twist. For the sake of having a twist, right? Yep. No, I I, I completely agree. So, um, there's there was one more thing that I wanted to mention along the lines of uh, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro and his feelings along the lines of this. So, um, mm-hmm. apparently, uh, in, in interviews and stuff, and in the DVD commentary, Guillermo has been very forthcoming and and very blunt about the fact that he doesn't have very many good things to say about the screenwriter, really, about David Escoyer. Yeah, very he, dude. It's so it, he points out some groan-inducing dialogue in the DVD commentary where he literally admits that in in in, in so in such a bluntly way that the now you've got a explosive device stuck to the back of your head that it was just disgusting and that he thought that the screenwriter was getting lazy in in, in writing that. Um, he also points out that several CGI shots that he that were in there that he absolutely hated, which goes to what we said. About about the CGI and and how that was done. Right. And then, a little bit more time or more money, he he could that could have changed his own opinion of it. Yep. But 
he got kind of pushed into like this is what you're gonna get and yeah. this is what you got to deal with. Well, and the main thing that he mentioned is that the the worst part of it and that the most cringeworthy scene in there was the was the the fight sequence of Blade's duel with uh, Nissa and in in, uh, in front of the lights where it was all CGI. Mm-hmm. He's like he's like that was awful. That was terrible. I hated it. So. Yeah, there's uh, Guillermo is not a fan of the movie, and he's not a fan of the the CGI and stuff used in it. Um, but you know, sounds like Del happens. Toro and I are buddies. Yeah, uh, yeah, you guys share similar <laughs> similar ideas along the lines of it, uh, along the lines of this movie. So, um, you know, there's some other things in here, some other random things like uh, uh, Damaskinos. Uh, we brought up he he based the character and the look of him was based off Nosferatu. Um, which was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, no, I enjoyed that as like again, like bringing a regalness and like an ancient feeling into the whole thing, right? Like, right. like he has power. He's been around for so long that now his only thing is to start toying with the genetics of vampires, right? Like, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that to a certain degree. I yeah. thought aesthetically it was great. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I don't. And I don't think uh, the sci-fi it is much there in the comics. So it's not. It's not. Um, I, don't even, I don't even think Reapers were. A thing in the comics. I don't think they were even a part of the comic book at all. Yeah. I think this is something else that that uh, Goyer added, just mm-hmm. to just to make it Again, a different do type something movie. different because you don't want to make the same movie twice. But you yeah. want to. But you've been told, hey, you got to bring this character back. We're going to make this a franchise. Right. Well, Goyer made up the the uh, the the main bad, the the old man's son, made him up because Morbius was Marvel decided he couldn't get Morbius, so he yeah. made up this character, which leads me to believe that he made up the whole Reaper species it's just possible. for this film. Yeah. Yeah. So. Again, I mean, shoulda, woulda, coulda, it is what it is. And, like, again, I, I will keep, I'll say it again. Beautiful, beautiful movie. Everything shot. For Del sure. Toro knows what he's doing with he co- contrast and colors and setting up shots I, in awe every single time. Just, right. I wish, for me, story wouldn't have been sci-fi based and would have, you know, just a little bit more exposition on a few things. And Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, overall, not bad. Another a, a good addition to the blade, the the blade trilogy. So, um, yeah, there you have it for Blade Two. Uh, again, we appreciate you guys listening. You'll get Blade Three when I decide you get Blade Three. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone else, we want to thank you so much for sticking around with us for Blade Two. If you haven't heard our episode on the first Blade, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen in on. Make sure to subscribe because Blade Trinity is just around the corner. Head over to anchor.fm forward slash after the credits TJ and leave us a voice message and you might just be featured on a future episode. Also, you can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at afterthecredits.tv. Leave us a comment on how we're doing and what you want to hear next. Thanks to Isaiah for coming in and we can't wait for the next episode. We love you more than face suckers love sucking face. That's a wrap.